bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Number five. If you can see exactly what's going on with this hurricane down in Acapulco, if you can see shootings that happen all over the place, well, that's why I'm staying where I'm at. Every time I think about moving south, every time I think about going to Mexico, every time I think about going on vacation, every time I think about Florida, every time I think about yeah, something happens and I'm like... Mm. So on CNN, there's drone footage of the devastation of this Category 5 hurricane that came through. Now, I've been in Cancun, where the back of the hotel, I look down the little way, you know, because it's in a gated community. and You go in, and they got all these hotels. Up. And I said, so why is the back of all these hotels new? Like, why is part of the building new and old? And they said, oh, yeah, a hurricane came through here and ripped off the back of all the buildings and took all the sand like and nothing was here and they had to replace everything. I said, but when was that? They said about five years ago. I said, that's why the sand is so clean. It's still white. They were like, yep. And I remember because you're closer to the equator, it's flatter. So storms coming in that you thought would take a couple hours took like 10 minutes. So now hurricane Otis Pretty much 500,000 homes and businesses lost power in Guerrero State in, in Mexico. Footage shows cars flying around. Gas station roofs ripped off. Trees falling into people's houses. Pilots showing the lightning that's flashing from this storm. Yep. Staying right here in Sherman Park. Number five. Number four. 
<laughs> you already hit number five. You know, that's five, five. You went to public school, didn't you? See, I can tell. I can tell. Number five, five. Okay, hit number four, five. Hit number three, five. <laughs> that's only because I didn't do it. Um, unfortunately, Milwaukee police have opened a homicide investigation. This is from JS Online. After a five-year-old reported missing on Wednesday was found dead in a dumpster today. Police have taken two persons of interest into custody, a 27-year-old man and a 15-year-old boy. Prince McCree of Milwaukee was last seen Wednesday morning near his home, 2400 block of North 54th, according to police and neighbors. His body was found just before 9 a.m. Thursday, about a mile south on 5500 block of West Philippe. Cause of death is under investigation, and Senator, State Senator Lena Latanya Johnson, a neighbor of the family, and Prince's parents were knocking door to door in search of him Wednesday night. She said the two persons of interest live in the same home, but she was unsure of their relationship to the family. Johnson said of the family, they're distraught. It was a shock. This neighborhood is relatively quiet. You don't see a lot of police activity. We knew. It was something serious. Number three. An extensive manhunt is underway for a suspect in a mass shooting at a bowling alley and at a restaurant in Lewiston, Maine. We've been talking about it all day. That occurred Wednesday night. This from CBS 58 that left 18 people dead and 13 others injured. Uh, Governor Janet Mills said on today an arrest warrant has been issued for Robert Card. 40 years old, accusing him of murder. Uh, Maine State Police Colonel William Ross said during a news conference he should be considered armed and dangerous. The manhunt has led to a shelter-in-place order covering um, Androscoggin and northern Sagadahoc, Sagadaic counties, <laughs> an area that includes Lewiston and nearby Auburn, nearby Auburn and Lisbon as well as the closure of schools, businesses, and other facilities. 350 law enforcement personnel are involved in the search for CART. CART of Bodoin is a certified firearms instructor, member of the U.S. Army Reserves, law enforcement officials in Maine, told uh, CNN. He had recently threatened to carry out a shooting at a National Guard facility in Saco, Maine, and reported mental health issues, including hearing voices. So Card's family is urging him to surrender. His brother Ryan confirmed to CNN via a text message. He would not tell CNN if his brother has responded to his family's requests. Hmm. Very interesting. Number two. With all the things that are going on in the world and all the things that are really causing trouble, Shorewood police are asking for the public's help related to a theft from a U.S. Postal Service mailbox. Officials say they're trying to identify and locate a vehicle believed to be tied to that theft at Kensington and Morris. That happened around 9, 10 p.m. last night. The vehicle was last seen traveling southbound on Morris after the theft, and anyone with information is urged to contact Shorewood Police Department at 414-847-2610. So here's my question. What was in the box? 
Like, that's what I want to know. What was in the box? That you got people on radio, TV, internet, news, talking about what's in a mailbox in Sherwood. Like, really? We got shootings. We got pilots trying to take planes out the sky. We got active shooters. We got 18 dead in Maine. People trying to shoot up Germantown. And we need to pay attention to a mailbox in Sherwood. Number one. <laughs> See? Distracting. Where you at? Where you at? It's your fault. It's your fault coming in here pushing buttons just because we're doing the Bucks tonight. Just because we got one of the most important games of the year, game one. It's me. No, it's not you. It's him. Got to kill the messenger. Yeah, we got to. <laughs> that was good. Okay, so I got two number fives. <laughs> look, look. New math. Five, five, three, two, one. And then one. And then one again. And then, like, one again. Number one. Okay. So, after nearly 20 years, Starbucks is leaving Red Arrow Park at 920 North Water Street at the end of November. Milwaukee County Parks is looking for a new vendor to move in by spring. Um, Slice of Ice, the ice rink at Red Arrow Park, will stay open throughout its regular holiday season. Milwaukee County Parks will continue to serve hot chocolate uh, coffee and treats for skaters. Starbucks media relations didn't return a message asking about the closure. And in 2014, remember Dontre Hamilton, 31, was shot and killed by a Milwaukee police officer after a Starbucks employee called to report him sleeping in Red Arrow Park. Howard Schultz, the CEO at the time, visited the family and the incident sparked protests in the area for months. 833-212-1017 is the number. When we come back, Varsity Blood Research Institute, our guest Information for you and the black community. Up next. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. I'm excited this afternoon. We have a guest from the Versity Blood Research Institute. Am I showing my age that I remember when it wasn't 
when it was like the blood center of Wisconsin or something. Like I remember the multiple names it used to be. I think that makes me old. However, uh, today we have Prithu Sund, who is the uh, senior investigator, Versity Blood Research Institute. I'm sorry, Dr. Prithu Sund, because I have to give it to him. How are you today, sir? I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. So I'm interested in knowing, before we get started, I'm interested in knowing your background. Where, where are you from? How'd you get tied up in all this PhD stuff with blood? Yeah, so originally I'm from India. I was born there in mm-hmm. a city which is now the world's oldest living city. Which is where? It's Varanasi. Ah, okay. It's, uh, it's, so if you go to India, you definitely would like to visit that place. Okay. Uh, and... Then I came to U.S. for my graduate studies in Ohio, and there I was introduced to the concept of, you know, how how white blood cells adhere to your blood vessels. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, after my Ph.D., I had the opportunity to go to San Diego in La Jolla to train more about uh, how these uh, how, uh, how are white blood cells, especially leukocytes and platelets, they adhere to your blood vessels during mm-hmm. disease conditions. And I did a lot of, basically strengthened my fundamentals, you know. And okay. then I was recruited by University of Pittsburgh, actually. Uh, they were building the Vascular Medicine Institute. Uh, and uh, I happened to meet one person who was a renowned physician. His name was Mark Ladman. Uh, mm-hmm. sickle cell disease and right. I was not aware of sickle cell disease at that time right. and that's that's not a compliment for me uh, okay. and uh, it's just like you know I was young at that time and he told me that you know your science is needed in this field so what I did is I started learning about sickle cell disease reading all the work has been done in the last two decades and then I found that uh, the major pathophysiology that is responsible for hospitalization is that the blood stops in the blood vessels and it leads to sudden burst of pain. Patients have to go to emergency mm-hmm. department. Right. And it can often uh, progress into a type of lung injury, which right. is acute chest syndrome, which is very, uh, can cause death, and they end up in ICU. Yeah. And then I never look back. It's been 12 years. Wow. And I have just tried to investigate why it happens. And by knowing why it happens, you get the information that allow you to identify mm-hmm. new therapies. And best example is the one most recently approved FDA therapies, the chrysalizumab. And we have been knowing what it does for a long time, but now it's a reality and it's a contribution from everybody in the field. Yeah. And... Uh, also, you know, I had a f- f- friend and a mentor who always told me that uh, uh, that's uh, so. We know that June nineteenth is now a Freedom Day, right? But before that, it was a International Sickle Cell Day, mm-hmm. and before that, it was my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, it's so it's three great reasons. Yeah. To so he used to tell me things. that it's an omen. So yeah, you absolutely. were supposed to absolutely. be in the field, and absolutely, and you know it. Uh, and we have been, uh, like, uh, main goal is to find ways that we can contain the disease. So, so Versity has been making um, really great contributions to blood research. And so it's been one of my passions because I have sickle cell uh-huh. trait. And knowing the regions that it comes from and trying to explain to people that sickle cell is not a race disease 
if you're from a certain region in the world, you are susceptible to getting sickle cell. And so um, what are what what are some of the things that the that the blood center has been? See, I said blood center again. See, uh, Versity has been has been doing as an institute. I know, you know, we we know about it and people giving blood and you know selling blood and people needing blood and all that. But what things have they done in terms of grant funding and that type of research area? Yeah, Versity now is actually has undergoing expansion and they are even amplifying their efforts. And you can see I'm here actually. Mm-hmm. And even before I came, Versity has done a lot of sickle cell disease research, and yeah. there were investigators at Versity and MCW who did many clinical trials. And Versity is trying to put now resources in place so that then more investigations can be done. We should know that sickle cell disease patients are require a lot of blood transplantation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, one area is that Versity is really trying to encourage, you know, participation of them in blood donation. And I can tell you why, because yeah, uh, 5% of Americans donate blood. I will be honest, I have never donated blood. It's Wait, not, what? Yeah. Oh, we got to stop this interview right now. No. You've never, but 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 that's indicative of No, the it's fact not that. that. that many it's, no, it's, are it's, just, I'm telling you why, because yeah. uh, you go to job, you mm-hmm. don't get time, you right. know. You work 12, 16-hour uh, days. And those things, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so uh, as Americans, 5% of Americans only donate blood. Mm-hmm. And out of that 5%, four, uh, off that 5 four, for less than 4% of mm-hmm. that 5% have wow. the special blood group known as RO, which Correct. is beneficial for sickle cell disease right. patients. Unfortunately, there is a surprising that, that it's estimated that more than 40% of African-Americans carry that blood group. Right. And Versity acknowledges that because of the historical reasons, you know, they have reasons to, they don't participate in blood donation mm-hmm. because they had some historical experiences with right. the American healthcare system. So it's challenging to bring them in and Versity is trying to bring them in. And I can tell you at the several reasons uh, back of my uh, calculation, the back of my hand. So to sustain one sickle cell disease patient, mm-hmm. you need transfusion. And that requires blood from 20 people, 20 folks with RO blood group. Wow. So there is a mismatch. And what happens is that if you get blood transfusion from a person with Type, there mm-hmm. is very less likelihood of developing adverse reaction right. or right. post-transfusion reaction. So it's a challenge. Then I will also tell you one more reason that uh, because of the under-representation, uh, we have to, f- add, uh, we have to uh, accept that uh, when it comes to healthcare, African-American population is underserved. Mm-hmm. And because of the underrepresentation, what happens often is that there are certain experimental therapies which can be life-saving. They don't get access to. That can't to. be done. Yeah. yeah. Then you know there are clinical studies where their participation is not there, but the therapies that are being generated through those studies are going to be used for them. Okay. So the assessment of risk versus benefit when it comes to them is not known. Mm. So they may not benefit from the therapy. So it's very necessary that they participate. 
And that's what Varsity is trying to do besides putting efforts into and resources to investigate mm-hmm. uh, the mechanism behind the diseases and to find new therapies. But you've also got conditions like leukemia, thrombosis, along with so sickle cell. You've got, you know, I'm trying to see if I can say it right, um, homophilia. Yeah. You've, got, you've got all those issues in the black community. But what what can be the catalyst? I know you've got like over 26 new investigators that you've got working in the field. But if we need if 40 percent of the African-American population and there are 13 million of us, that means that there's a significant number of people that could be giving blood where we could literally be saving lives. And we're not. How do we do that? How do we how do we how do we expand your research and expand finding more of that 40% to give? First, we have to uh, develop the trust. Okay. And uh, and then there are, we have to participate in awareness program actually to explain. Many times what happens is that it's just uh, people are not aware mm-hmm. like this we are doing, you know. Uh, through you, we are reaching out to these folks who may not even know that, uh, that uh, sickle cell disease patients and yeah. So, like you mentioned about venous thromboembolism is also very common among African Americans right. and other un- underserved communities, and all these require transfusion. So we have to reach out to them, explain them, then why their participation would help in new therapies for them, why they have to donate blood, and how that blood can lead to cure, uh, better outcome and better quality of life among fellow African-Americans or other underserved communities. That awareness is not absent. And above all that, trust is one thing I can agree mm-hmm. with. We have to find ways to do that. And also, we have to encourage them to participate in research, you know, through volunteering, through, you know, bringing students in from uh, underserved communities to come and work, to see what is going on. And that is also what city doing. So as a, as a researcher, you focus on sickle cell, but there, there are, and, and, and working with the black community, but there are a significant number of others in other communities that, can, that are susceptible to sickle cell. Yes. So it's an inherited disease, but there are many other mechanisms in place. You know, before you get married, you should get tested, things of that nature. So in U.S., we have a, a newborn screening program. Mm-hmm. So if... if uh, and that's how I was caught. Yeah. Many, so if many, the, many years So in ago. U.S., if there is a couple uh, who have an African ethnicity, it's, right. it, there will be done a newborn screening program. Okay. Uh, so we know in this country, right. but there are millions in Africa. It's that not have never done. Been there are 500 in. kids born in Africa. Right. Every year, and quarter of a million, and half of them don't see their f- sixth birthday. So just now, uh, every ten years, uh, there is a global burden of disease survey that is published, and you'll be surprised wow. the one that came out this year, two thousand three, two thousand thirteen, and then twenty twenty three. Right now, uh, sickle cell disease is the eleventh major cause of death among kids five years and below. Wow, and and that's because Arabs. Um, Lebanese, like people in the Middle East can also. Indian, actually. The second largest population is in India. Correct. Can get 
sickle cell. And so, and, uh, yeah, I think uh, I can use this opportunity to uh, explain. So wherever mm-hmm. there was a malarial pressure, that means that right. tropical areas where there was susceptibility to malaria, this mutation happened. But, you mm-hmm. know, nature doesn't, Ben does experiment, <laughs> right. doesn't think about what will happen in nature. Right. So the mutation, if you carry like you carry, it gives you some protection. But the nature didn't think that what happens if these two people who have a mutation have happen a to have kids. Right. There's a 25% risk of developing the disease. Right. And that's, it's, it's, hap- it's in India, it's in Arab, it's in, and there are five haplotypes in uh, Africa. So that's, wow. that's, and we have to understand, yeah. It's a, there, so there are now 8 million people at least with the disease on this planet. When we come back, I want to talk about your passion. Like what really drives you? You know, I mean, I know you, what, what is your PhD in? My PhD was actually in uh, bioengineering. You okay. Know? And then I did my training in thromboinflammation. And that adhesion. And so I bring in a lot of aspects of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, looking. So uh, I use techniques actually, which allow me to see how these things happen actually inside the blood vessels. Okay. And that gives us understanding. And our passion is basically when we find that what we have identified is really being used to translate into a therapy. And uh, and this is something that is more very convincing and satisfying to yourself because, you know, you can do a lot of things, but when you see that your thing is really be making a difference, it mm-hmm. gives you a satisfaction which is hard to buy. And that has been driving me, you know. Okay. And people who work with me, who work for me, and making sure they excel in life, you know. All right. Their time is not lost with me. You okay. Know? That is also uh, my family, you know, yeah. my parents, and all my mentors yeah. who have helped me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm here because of them. And definitely, you know, as a human being, uh, whatever I can do in this life, and if I can, you know, uh, inspire four more people. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that's more than enough, you know. Well, when we come back, I, I want you to explain what happens when you have sickle cell, about yeah, the blood cells and the blood vessels and all those things. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We are here with Prithu Sund, who is the senior investigator, Versity Blood Research Institute. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Traffic, sports, and weather, up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I am your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Prithu Sund, who is a 
who's got a PhD in something I don't have one in. <laughs> so um, bioengineering, that, that by itself is scary. It just scares me all by itself. So, so before I let you go, I know you're only supposed to be here for 15 minutes, but, you know, as usual, I get people over because I always have questions. Um, can you explain in layman's terms just what is sickle cell anemia? You know, there's yeah. a trait and then there's the disease. Can you explain what that looks like? Okay. So trait is basically that. So it is caused by a mutation in your uh, hemoglobin, the, the protein that carries the oxygen. And evolution did that to give protection from malaria. But like I said, evolution doesn't think about what happens next. So if two <laughs> people with trait, that means they carry one copy. We all get one copy of from right. my mother and one copy from the father. So if you are have one copy and two people get to have kids, there's a 25 person, the kid can get that copy from each of the parents and now he, he or she has two copies and you get the disease. So it's caused primarily and you have only, um, we call in scientific term that homozygosity. That means you got both the copies from your parents, which you are, you are not supposed to get. So. Then you develop the disease, and what happens is that uh, as the blood flows through your body and mm -hmm. gives oxygen to tissues, it loses oxygen. Mm. And then your red blood cells, which are generally soft, squishy, they right. become crescent-shaped, and that's the term game, sickle, because crescent shape is sickle. And what happens is that these cells rigid, they are no more very uh, soft, and they also mm -hmm. become sticky and then they start stopping in their blood vessels, and that's what leads to loss of blood flow, loss of causing tissue damage, pain, uh, organ damage, and it resolves eventually, but that phase can cause you massive pain and tissue damage. And this happens, can happen under certain triggers, you know, environmental triggers, or habitual triggers, lifestyle triggers, and still we don't understand but these crises happens and can often lead to different disorders like it can happen to, it can lead to respiratory failure. It can often lead to stroke, which mm -hmm. happens mostly in kids, you know, and also organ injury like, that's why now as patients are becoming older, they're developing kidney injury, uh, liver complications, cardiovascular complications. Now heart failure is becoming a big problem in these yeah, patients yeah. because they are hitting their 50s and 60s. Right. Eyesight. They are also uh, associated with certain reproductive problems. Uh, but it mostly happens in patients who have the disease. They're, and so this is what the disease, and you can keep yourself, you can maintain by hydration. And that's yeah. what they do when you go to the emergency department. They give you hydration. Right. And they give you uh, transfusion, yeah. uh, which is basically exchanging your cell. And then also... What happens is that over time, our spleen function is lost. So wow. they, you have less ability to fight infection. So you have to give on antibiotics. So essentially, your reason for being here today is we want more people to donate to Varsity. I think they should. I would say this way that more people from all the, uh, you know, there, we need to a more, we need a more diverse contribution to blood donation program, and just not because blood donation, but I think it is essential to move the research in sickle cell disease mm -hmm. and other blood disorders like hemophilia, venous thromboembolism, 
leukemia to move forward because a diverse blood donation pool is necessary to serve a diverse patient population. Right now, there is a mismatch. Right. And that mismatch is affecting all the underserved communities, and they need to participate. Prathu Sand, PhD, Senior Investigator for Versity Blood Research Institute. Thank you for coming today. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thanks for your time. All right. You've been listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Hey, don't forget, 6 o'clock, we got the Bucks pregame, and Bucks will be tipping off at 6.30 today on 620 WTMJ, uh, 94.5 ESPN, and the award-winning 101.7 The Truth right here. So don't miss Giannis and Damian and Bobo and Ray Ray and all them playing basketball. So why are you shaking your head like that? I'm just saying, I'm just... I was just saying, you know, nicknames, Bobo, Ray Ray, Nene, Renene, all them. So Bucks is coming up. So I hope they win. But, you know, the 76ers are kind of whooped up. So, you know, it might. I don't know. Talking text line. Uh, somebody said, how about the D.C. sniper? And he hit the head of foreign affairs for the FBI. I didn't know that. Then Martin put some weird stuff on here. I don't I don't know what that means. And then Derek said, Ron Bond was head of the Democratic National Committee. He was not when he died. He was the Secretary of Commerce for President Clinton. And he was taking a delegation overseas. Why would you go to war-torn yeah, Croatia? I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting war that has been brewing and Serbians and Croatians and yeah, and we just, you know, quietly say nothing. And then you have these ethnic wars. I'm looking at MSNBC. They have breaking news. Mideast expert rejects equating Hamas and government bombings, terrorists targeting civilians. There's no comparison. Interesting. And so now um, there's news that, um, The U.S., America has been threatened by, I believe it's Iranian officials. And so it's it's getting to the point where, you know, they've cut off oil to the region. They've cut off food. They're not letting anybody in. Uh, Many of these, you know, those countries, those regions, those areas, it's it's. It's dire. It's getting dire. Interesting. So did, did you did you understand what 
uh, Dr. Sun was talking about in terms of making sure that people from sub-Saharan Africa or just from the northern regions of Africa, like we have to make sure that we take care of our own. And, and if you really think about it, there are only a couple areas in healthcare that black people can really do some significant, um, what's the word? Um, some significant damage as it relates to correcting those things. So when you think about things like kidney, when you think about things like blood, when you think all that, right? Get tested for sickle cell. Make sure you donate for people who can't, right? Things like that. Um, all those things, you know, it, it's, it's, it's important that we continue. That's cause I don't use that board. I got, I got a little one, two, three, four. That's it. <laughs> you so mean. That, that's my real voice. I got, I got, a, I got a, I got a Carrie Noni voice. I had a Verche voice. I got a Cherie voice. I got a Danielle voice. Who I miss? I got a Cassandra voice. Did I miss anybody? All women. I got, I got one of the voices. You know, ironically, yeah, y'all got the same voice. Whenever I talk about Cherie, it's like this. Whenever I talk about Rhea, it's like this. Or Carrie, it's like this. That's all. And then everybody, all, all the men have like Benjamin's voice. It's amazing. That's pretty decent, wasn't it? It was all right. Don't shake your head no. Do not shake your head no. <laughs> Can't believe it. You're supposed to be supporting me. <laughs> I just need some support. That wasn't it. I, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, it wasn't. I wasn't trying to be it. I wasn't trying to do that. I mean, it's not like I mumbles like Sherwin, you know? <laughs> see, see, I threw that in there. Mumble. Because he always talking about Dr. Harris. I don't even sound like that. I'm like, who are you talking about? Sound like you got marbles in your mouth or something, dude. Stop. So, anyway. <sighs> who else can we mock? Or, or I can mock DT and Telly. Like, both of them at the same time and go back and forth. Right? I can't mock Mel. I can't do the whole rap thing. It's like, whew. Right, so. But you can, you can, everybody can mock Tori. Hey. Right? There I go. But who can mock me? Everybody. Right. 833-212-1017 is the number. Um. Thoughts and prayers for the five-year-old who was found dead, and they're investigating it as a homicide and taking two people into custody, people of interest, Prince McCree of Milwaukee. So pray for the family. Um, that's devastating. That's, um, that's tough. The other day, they found a 22-year-old woman, found her body in the Milwaukee River. Something's got to change. Like something has to. 
Body pulled out of Milwaukee River Tuesday morning. Victim was a 22-year-old woman. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I just. It's unfortunate. But it reminds you of something that you need to understand, right? It reminds you that no matter what, you ready? When spring comes, there should be an overabundance of permits for block parties. There should be an overabundance for groups in the park to get to know your neighbors. Watch this. It's really hard to harm people that you actually know. It can happen, sure, but it's difficult. And when you get to know your neighbors and you know each other, it's a different vibe, it's a different feeling, and it's a different relationship. It's, it's just a different relationship when, when people know each other. So get to know your neighbors. Get to know who lives next door to you. Go knock on the door and say, hey, not trying to come in. Just wanted to say hello. Say good morning, afternoon, evening. Just wanted to say hello. Welcome to the neighborhood. Or in the spring, we're going to we're gonna do a block party. Or we're going to cut off the street and just chill. Or maybe the block will have one of those sales where we'll do a... Oh, everybody on the block will have a um, garage sale. And we'll do it on the front lawn. Everybody can come show it. We'll block off the street. Get to know your neighbors. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Bucks basketball is coming at 6 o'clock, so make sure you keep it locked right here for the duration and the postgame show. So make sure you check it out. Keep it locked right here. I'll be here tomorrow. Um, Nalita Franz, Linnell Ramey, and Tony Smith will be here tomorrow for the Truth Roundtable. If you got any questions or comments, you can hit us on the talk and text line, or you can email host at 1017thetruth.com. Remember, anytime we're here live, we'll be streaming on YouTube and Facebook at 1017thetruth.com. God bless. Take care. Thank you, Rhea. You'll always be, you ready, my number five. <laughs> Take care. I'm out.